Hello, welcome to the Physician Engaged Podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Jamie. And as you may tell from the title, we've gone back to doing episode commentaries for sheer ease. Because, what, actually, to put a bit background behind that, ahead of our Listener's Choice episode, we wanted to give ourselves an easy episode so that we could get prepped for the preceding episode. So yeah. it, that, that, that's why. Hmm. Just to kind of make our lives an awful hard episode, half to hard episode don't work well we get tired and then we go I can't be bothered anymore yeah so we wanted to have an easier episode kind of just to balance it and the other thing as well is this is an episode we've wanted to do for well for years I think isn't it uh yeah pretty much since we started again again this is my let's get this out of our uh, of our books for an awfully long time because as you can tell it's a season one episode and this was meant to be part of a series that I think we were trying to do where we'd do an episode commentary to follow on from our episode uh, season review episodes which preceded each episode of uh, season of next gen yeah but it never quite happened for whatever reason so So here we are um, I just went sod this let's just do it let's yeah, just that suits where that is because um, I actually remember back then when you were asking me and Phil to come up with, with ideas and then you said the neutral zone you, I think you wanted to do it you are kind of like well what about other ones but me and Phil said we always we thought it was a great choice and it is said it's a fun episode but you've got some good serious stuff in there and I think you said to me before that's kind of what you need for episode commentaries you need a kind of good bit of balance I think of both don't you I always think that's necessary. Mm. I think because seriousness is thrown in with a good bit of um, comedy, just kind of yeah, a bit of a lighter edge. Mm. It just balances it out quite nicely, doesn't it? So, and I think you said, you know, I think the neutral zone is a good. I think it's a good reflection of that. As Jane, like Jane, reminded me before we did this, we are once again doing this in Blu-ray, so we got all nice fancy details and things in there so well even just looking at the screen that we're on now just like the episode screen itself it's kind of it's just like oh my because it's been a while since I've actually seen because I mean I've got I have got Netflix but I I watch it in the standard because it's just a bit cheaper so actually kind of seeing it in Blu-ray is just kind of whoa just reminds me of how sharp and clear it actually is which is quite nice so and we're here as ever with our I do um IMDb research. Yeah. IWM something really different. That's pretty warm medium for those interested, but never mind. Just I remember those funny ways <laughs> where I don't know what I'm saying. IMDb Internet Movie Database, and obviously we've got um, Trek Core as well. Yeah, which is not here in Dubai, but we have got it. Yeah, I mean, I've had, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the thing, the other thing as well about some of this trivia is a lot of it's repeated. Because I think, thankfully, you put me on to saying, well, be careful as you're going through the trivia notes, Jamie, because some of this is actually repeated further down the page. And the other thing I found, which I, I'm assuming you do, is that some of it was just so obvious. It's like, what is that even trivia? So it's like, I didn't include like, everything. I did I did cut some of it, cut some of the um, notes out, some of the things are just like, yeah, it's just obvious. So, but um, yeah, should we. Um, get on to the episode yeah yeah one thing I will say as well is I'm going to try and be a bit better this time and instead of randomly chucking trivia out at random intervals I'm actually going to try and match it to the actual scene where we're at as well because <laughs> that's like you've, you've teased me about in the past and I do actually want to try and get a little bit better at it so, <laughs> so I, yeah. I haven't said anything to him guys no no Jamie's rec- no this is something this is something that I wanted to just kind of I thought about myself as for we, once. For once, yeah. I haven't said anything, and James yeah. got. I'm, I'm trying to do this side. So I'm going to try and be okay, a bit. Whatever, yeah, or go I'm for not, it, Jamie. Knock yourself out. It might happen a few times, but I'm trying to try and minimise it. But yeah, so, so yeah, should we uh, get started? Yeah, then? yeah, I'm pretty much ready. So we're watching it at about ten, and we've got subtitles on, so we have a slim chance of working out what the hell's going on. Yeah. Although to be fair. As we usually do with commentaries, we have we did we both watched it separately last night to yeah. know what on earth we're seeing before we watched it today. Well, the other thing as well is, I mean, you in particular, you picked up some couple of. Uh, we, we think we kind of picked up some interesting observations, like stuff we didn't kind of know before and all that sort of stuff as well, haven't we? So yeah, usual stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 
Are we ready? I am indeed. Right? Mm. Yeah. Okay, in three, two, one. That's better. There we go. Now we're starting the episode. Now, and that capsule is called, which I love, the SS Bird's Eye. Uh, was labelled, the topmost segment was labelled the registry number 4077. One of the many references to MASH. Um, and obviously, Bird's Eye was one of the first brands of frozen food making yeah. such a name of the Joe. Which is hilarious. But well, if you think of frozen food, well, you think of when they actually go later and they find the frozen bodies. I think it's like a, a, an ironic thing, just kind of, oh man. <laughs> and what I found interesting about the pod is there's six pods in the room. One's empty, but there's five people. There's five people in there, but the one that's empty is in the most random place ever. It's not at the end of a column. It's like midway through. Yeah. It's like, it's like well, what I must what's that have, about? I must admit, when I was watching that, that did cross my mind. I was thinking, why is that there? Just like, okay. There they go. And I think this is a bit of a slight homage to Space Seed. Yeah. I think it's got that sort of vibe to it. Mm. Well, one of the things you were saying to me before we started was kind of the music is really quite quite nice. So I've loved about it. It's yeah. very like look now we're exploring. This is the oh, is something going to happen? Is clicking <laughs> <laughs> a worry. Oh, I love this bit. Wolf's notion of trying to get in. Let's phaser it. Wolf's typical approach. <laughs> yeah, wolf's no good with doors that don't have. <laughs> Not this sort of thing. Oh, and that's just yeah. And wolf, doors some... to open, wolf. And something I always point out: why the hell are they in the nib? <laughs> why? What, what purpose has that got? Yeah, I mean, you would have thought they would have some sort of like protective closing, like something, wouldn't you? like a blanket around them or something I don't know he did but wouldn't that interfere with like the like the um, the environmental conditions of the of the pod or hard whatever. to say maybe that's why it's kind of got that discover, discovering but kind of like horror vibe to it this one's empty <laughs> this one's not Talk about anticlimactic. <laughs> Half naked woman. Maybe they should have done that the other way round. Have the empty one, then the dead body, then actually a real live one. No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Half naked woman. <gasps> oh, good old next gen. Types of sequences. Yeah. Can't go wrong. No. And I think it's the last time that um, Denise Crosby's name's mentioned. Yeah, obviously, because even though she um, she left the series earlier on, obviously her name was still in the title Got sequence. Died off, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing, you know. I think it, I think it's it would cost more money to probably take it off midway through when you're in the middle of a season or whatever. Whereas if you wait to the end. I think it just just cost effective. I this reckon. is interesting that I'd forgotten I'd highlighted. The subplot regarding time space characters was added at last minute after the cliffhanger angles to plot had to be sailed back. What's that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the subplot regarding the time space characters was added at last minute after the cliffhanger angles to plot had to be scaled back. Oh, okay. And obviously, this this is part of the. Um, episode submission policy as well because the subplot was based on a fan story written by Deborah McIntyre Mac- 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing as well with this whole episode it's kind of you know I think if you had if you did have the addition of the actual book I, I reckon the, sec- 
that that prop with the with the humans except the frozen humans probably would have been scrapped because you would have had the extra meat with the bulk and you probably wouldn't have needed a subplot more calamo obviously yeah we'll get to him later I love how I still do the sound, although yeah. I see them. And I, I love Dr. Crusher, where it's just like, yeah, she was. What was it? They were refrigerated. It's like, yeah, there's not the most basic term you could possibly come up with. Oh, and main shuttle base. So we hear about it again, but we never see it. The only other time we see it open is in Cause and Effect. Hmm. But that's even from external shot. We never go inside the main shuttle bay. Again, I think it's probably just due to money, isn't it? Just trying to save money. And it's a very interesting thing, because if you remember, the beginning earlier on, you have Geordie go, why don't we just shove a tractor beam on it? So they could still leave them there and just change the course of the thing. And yeah, because at this bit, did Data like... actually say that there were, there, were, there were ones that were actually still alive? Yeah, he said yeah, they're frozen. Yeah, they're... yeah. Oh, yes, and I was thinking this last night. You've got Captain Picard... Um, not as he became, he's still season one... I'm a I'm a professional officer. Yeah. No fun at all, everybody. And he has a very weird way of saying it as well. He doesn't say sector thirty. He says sector three zero, and sector three one. The very peculiar way of saying it, but mm. I suppose that's not so that they don't get confused what what's happening. Indeed, which is 53 years ago, which apparently cost thousands of lives. Thank you, Jamie, for saying what this, what's going to be said in a few minutes' time. <laughs> well, like I said about a time it is, you know, I just added a bit more detail to it. No, you said exactly what he says. Did I? Yeah. Did he say 53 years? No. things I like is this episode is actually a milestone in the history of Star Trek so by establishing that the first season of Next Gen took place in the year 2364 this was the first time an exact calendar date was provided for a Trek episode um, so all Trek episodes chronologies novels and background information since 1980 have been calculated from this date which I thought was quite interesting I don't know if, I'm assuming that's probably something you already knew yourself I haven't had it highlighted, but mm. I thought that it came under your stupid information. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> They're frozen. So I think they just shoved the whole kit and caboodle, the whole. Um, um, Cryogenically pod things, I think I just transported them aboard. I imagine that's probably what they did, yeah. And you see, look, they're still in the nib. Yeah. Still no clothes. <laughs> and I think there's huge time leaps in each like, scene they're in. Hmm. Which because these people died in the 1994 and this came out in what 97, uh, 1987 so mm. even back when this aired it would they would have been 
future people, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's something you pointed out to me um, before we started, which I thought, again, was quite a cool little thing. I think I also thought it, this episode is a very good representation of what Next Gen became. Mm. I know you still got Geordie at the composition, which isn't quite true, but pretty much everyone's where they would be. Yeah. I mean, even more for himself. I mean, obviously, you know, you have the change of, obviously, uniform colour in season two, but... That very slight. It's getting rid of the thing there. Yeah. There's a few slight differences to the bridge, but I like, I like to think it's kind of, this is a... Yeah, it's kind of like, at this point, they'd kind of figured out where they wanted to go. I would also argue that it's not... It's what you see in season three, not two. Hmm. Because two, you get Plasky, so you can't really argue it for what you get to see. It's... It's kind of like, as you say, it's kind of like it's, they've already figured it out. It's just transitioning things over to season two, which is when they fully do it. I like the way when she wakes up, they try and go with this like nice kind of look. The future, like everyone's wearing like white light everywhere. It's very, very well put mm. together scene. And then you shove that bit of humour in where she sees Wolf. Wolf. Like... Yeah, I feel that works wonderfully well. <laughs> this is a bit, a bit where they're looking down and she smiles at them. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. But it's that original series humour still in abundance mm. to the last minute. Sensory. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, it works quite well, I think, even in this episode. Oh, I love the misunderstanding. Homemaker. Must be two of construction. Oh, dear, yeah. <laughs> mm. that's kind of reflected later on as well isn't it really kind of they don't you know the crew don't know much about 20th century Earth <laughs> yep who originally was intended to be Harcourt Fenton Mud so they would have, that would have made the episode more comedic in nature however Roger C. Carmel died before production of this episode could begin and the mud well, and the fuss of the episode was changed. I would argue that Sonny D. Clements took up that, that role. Yeah. I love this character. Again, he is meant to be kind of said that Harry Mug, kind of roguish kind of character, but I think, again, um, I think Sonny D. Clements works a lot better. <laughs> You know, I'm not quite sure I agree with Crusher's assessment there. It's like, well, maybe he just liked to party. You know, it's like, just because he... <laughs> you know, he was drinking a lot and, and taking drugs, it doesn't necessarily mean that he he was he was too scared to, you know, die and didn't want it or whatever. Could have been just liked to party. Yeah, you don't you could do a good job, right? Do you? you really don't. No. Oh, and here we have the. Let's try and get the. Oh, and then they're finding all clothes finally after however long. <laughs> and what I realise after watching this again is how 80s some of the deco is mm. so you look at that wallpaper and the stuff and you go oh my god and Stanley's so, Clements guitar and stuff like that and you go how could that be any more 80s than when it is well I said it's reflecting the time that it was made in isn't it By your definition, it's close enough. (laughs) 
Let's go and patronise them for a while. Yeah. I said that one of the things is, I mean, again, I know you kind of see they do kind of rectify it later, but I think the crew could have been more sympathetic to them. It's like if you if you were if you woke up in their position, how would you feel? <laughs> I love one of the um, the notes on them like um, on Trekcore. They've approximately been frozen for for three hundred and seventy years. It's like yeah, that, that's the episode tells us that. thinking last night he reminds me the way he talks he reminds me of Crash from like Finding Nemo he's got that kind of yeah out, like mm. <laughs> that's the thing I like about this the fact that these three cats actually have a bit of depth to them you know despite the short running time this is mainly like the subplot it actually they actually get a nice bit of depth I think they? they all show different characters yeah. different character types mm. so you've got Clements is like the party guy, but often has is like this this serious financial guy, um, you know who wants to you know who what needs to be in control of of his own destiny. <laughs> yeah, I can go. <laughs> I kind of understand Marcus' reaction. There's like, how do I explain this? <laughs> I'm just going to pass the buck yep and for all those people saying Troy is no help it is a case where Troy actually is some help yes just going to put that out there yeah because it, it does happen yeah. every now and then every now and then yeah. well she's useful she's helpful later as well everyone so. kind of forgets that and kind of realizes yeah she's useless no. not always sometimes yes but not always that's another thing I like as well the fact when she says that there's not much information but even what she gives him there is something useful in there that is useful Oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love his music cues. Now, it's like, I think it's something I brought up originally in the season review. I think that might be Synthol. Hmm. And they haven't told him. dub version of this in Hungary um, changed it to Is Dallas Still On Air I bet they're doing at least a thousand episode as viewers weren't familiar enough with um, baseball hmm. again he's got a good point there like Rocky's ignorance about TV oh, TV because I swear it wasn't one of the um uh, a course at the Academy about like, Earth history so surely it would have gone into 20th century as well well I think TV was probably maybe not that important I suppose during that time 
<laughs> I would argue it's that easy claim that's kind of holds the episode together. Oh yeah, I think I don't think it really. Ah, good old references to probably hookers. Yes, yeah. they're good. Yeah, Just because we can. Do you think maybe that's why they were in the nib for so long then, the the, the humans then? Is that another um, way of them subtly chucking in? No. No? no. Oh. I think you're reading too much into it, Jane, I think. That's the line you don't oh. like, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Put, chuck yourself back there, Riker. Let's see if you can survive it. I think we missed the line boob tubes, though, didn't we? Which is another. Oh yeah, yeah. Again, because I was, I was saying, you know, it's probably something Roddenberry chucked in. It's kind of like, well, we can't put anything like over covert and um, over into it. So let's do it in a more they subtle, did covert that already, way. In, like, n- uh, naked now, we've got. Um, oh yeah. Tasha and that. Yeah. Oh, and loincloth world in um, Justice. So you know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a reasonable conclusion to come to think at this point they haven't even mentioned about the Romulan outposts getting destroyed have they no because they won't be on census no if they're not neutral zone you won't be able to scan that far no Because he's still, because he's from the twentieth century. <laughs> it must have been funny watching back in the eighties. Is kind of this, you know, that's how statues were, wasn't it? Mm. And this is a bit strange, you know, where Claire Raymond she starts to cry. I think that's a little bit, it's a bit random. She's fine up to this point, and then it's yeah. Like I mean, something it, comes on. It's like yeah, because I mean, just because the captain's around, is that what? Because if you if you it's just if, it's a bit out of place. Because if you look know. at the shot when he's when he's contacting them, and it's from Affle House, then you can see that it's a quick shot to her face, and she looks fine. Doesn't look like she's upset or anything. Yep. 
this is where I understand where he's coming from to find yourself in such an unfamiliar time and place And for an idea that's kind of rushed in, it really fits quite well. Mm. There's a few cases where it doesn't quite fit. But there's an awful lot of other episodes where the subplot and the main plot don't really gel quite well, but this one it does. Mm. I agree with you on that, yeah. thinking there maybe that's something they should have done earlier was try and maybe bring her in earlier maybe unless she was compiling that report for Picard but I think maybe having her there when she, when he sends Riker I think that would have worked a bit better maybe That's another thing they're sympathetic as well, as you say, it's kind of you can understand their position. <laughs> but I think Enterprise crew slowly realise these are people. We've actually got to. Yeah. These people aren't lost cause. I think she does the best job. So it's been a bit of a chime jump because now she's on her own in her own quarters and then we'll go to her elsewhere. Mm. It's probably, I would imagine, what, a few hours later or something like that. <laughs> As you can see there, a Constitution-class Starship model is seen near care in the guest quarters. However, the cells of the model are attached perpendicular to the standard position and thought was quite a cool little thing see that's one of the things I like doing about these episode commentaries as well the fact that you pay more attention to stuff as well like in particular in the background she loved you then yeah as you say you know Troy's good useful here because she actually helps at least her to have uh, something to focus on yeah. you know of how it's resolved later between it starting and then it being resolved mm. which is interesting she copies what he says hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and this thing um, they changed it so one of them's got television names on it the original version um, all the doctor, doctors and doctor who up until that point in time uh, characters from MASH uh 
and there's an awful lot of other odd bits and Jill, Gilligan's Island but by the time you get to HD versions they slightly changed it to more about um, production team this bit I found interesting as well the glass shaped pyramid that appears in this episode it was obviously a decoration of flags inside Clemens's quarters it's previously seen in James T. Kirk's apartment in Star Trek 2 Wrath of Khan in Tasha Yard's quarters in TNG The Naked Now in the guest quarters of the Anticons in Lonely Among Us and the Cafe d'Artistes in Willow South Paris which I thought was quite a cool little um, detail as well Jamie they really use props so often oh, yeah. I, I, yeah I know they do but for me it was kind of when they use it you know I love this line love this bit do you remember in sixth form I had this scene printed out on my diary hmm Yeah, that's what I like about this as well it's showing that even though they don't know what's going on when when they talk about the Romans he goes why do I not like the sound of that well Roffenhaus kind of then goes all the tension levels jumped up yeah so they might not be from this century they might not know what, what you know everything but they know when something's going on One thing I don't get, because it's, obviously it's the Borg, but what are they doing? Because it's like, if you're just going to attack neutral zone and not do anything else, it's a bit random. Mm. Scooped off the earth. So that's the kind of line they reuse in Q Who, isn't it? It's going to go, this is the Borg, look, they're related. Well, don't they outright actually sat in the episode as well? Oh, it reminds us of the neutral zone thing. Don't they actually reference they that do, as well? sort of, yeah. So I think it gives him a bit of redemption after the whole stuff at the beginning with him, where it's just like, I'm a big jerk, and then he slowly comes into his own. And everyone goes, actually, he's not half bad, he's still a bit of a twat, but he's not... But he knows what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. Young fellow, it's meant to... It sounds like it's data, but if you read the research, it's Wesley that replicates the guitar for him. Mm. Yeah, because Wesley originally did have a scene in this, He was didn't in he? the screenplay, yeah. Mm. That could not look any more like from the 80s than anything else, could it? no reference to Romulan ones so I don't think they're too far away because they're on the mm. other side of the neutral zone and that's mm. a big that's a big gap between the Romulan border and the Federation border so they didn't know until the Romulans actually told them that. that's why they assumed it was the Romulans initially yeah yeah I agree with the captain I think going to red alert I think that would have been a mistake I love you see it under you see it in the lower levels what happens because hmm. you don't see that too often do you um, the lady coming out of the lift is Jean Rotterbury's assistant Susan Sackett she wore Renesis's uniform from in contract Farpoint hmm. it's quite a cool little tidbit hmm. I agree Oh, there we go. <laughs> I just love 
the music I say it's so in keeping with the episode it's what music meant to be or it's meant to be in the background telling you what's going on while everyone's sealing but not intruding hmm. it's matting up the tension as well isn't it exactly what's going to happen next It's interesting with Wolf and the um, bit beforehand where they're at the other one where it's like I can track them I can see them but we can't track them it's a very mm. interesting thing because obviously you can tell there's movement mm. but you can't track it's a very it doesn't quite make sense to me mm. I can kind of see that said this before this is why I prefer this episode over conspiracy hmm. for then season one of um, next gen I feel like it's got so much more of an impact than conspiracy because you have to go to computer games again or book literature to hear further more about the parasites whereas this one you kind of it's very you get an answer pretty soon after yeah because obviously it's the book and it introduces the Romulans again hmm. doesn't it because the next time they come is Nick Contagion the next episode of Romulus turn up in that sounds about turn. right yeah oh yeah thank you all for that character development yes as Trekcore says as well it's like <laughs> As Shane rightly pointed out earlier, the UFC have Mark Caramoyo as one of the Romulans. Do you like to go on to play Go to Cut in DS9 and a few other other extra roles in um, Next Gen? Including Time's Arrow. Yep. What I didn't realise is if you look in the background, there's people wandering around in their bridge. I always thought it was just them sitting there, but if you look, there's a guy in the background right in front of the uh, emblem. Oh, yeah. This episode also marks the only time the Romulan uniform is seen with the black sash around the shoulder. Yeah. One of those oddities of next gen. Mm. Because Mark Aramo also appeared with the weird Cardassian helmet in um, The Wounded. Yeah. Which only have happened once. Yeah. So, yes, it's next gen oddities where it's like. One time use Wait, Sunday. Yeah. So you get a bit of redemption where it's like actually they they aren't as useless as we thought they were. And it's the fact they use the same line as the Enterprise crew, which meant to make you go, ah.
to know what that was. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Probably something internal to the colonial empire itself. instrumental accompaniment as he goes says after we are back I just love it. He's found someone and it's like, they can get back to it in a few days because I say, oh, we'll just chuck them on this thing. It'll take them months to get there. Okay. Yes, again, I understand they, they can learn things on the way, etc. That is a picture of Peter Lawrence and associate producer. Mm. I thought that was quite cool. They actually used the faces of some of the production crew for that. That's a good thing. It's a good thing for her. It's a good starting point. It's quite nice that she has, has some sort of closure. Yeah, but he can educate her. Yeah. He lives in this time, so he'll be able to help her out. You won't see him for a few months, though. <laughs> no, but these days, technology, they can chat to each other before she even gets there. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Maybe a hit up Quarks at DS9 or something, I don't find there's the, 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 the humans the 20th century humans or some of those characters are the ones you'd like to see again see what they get up to what they do well I say Ralph Offenhouse does end up in literature does he? hmm um, Ralph Offenhouse appears in the subject novel Debutors Planet as the Federation Bastards of Ferengi and again in the subject Destiny Trilogy Secretary of Commerce of the Federation Claire Raymond made a further appearance in the subject department of temporal investigation novel Watching Clock as accounts of the time displaced people. Um, Offenhouse Raymond and Sonny, Sonny Clements also appeared in two part Star Trek Eugenics Wars by uh, Greg Cox, which is set prior to the appearance in the episode. Oh. Yeah, Jeremy, plenty of you to read now. Exactly. So there we go, that was uh, a neutral zone. I've always enjoyed that. That's why mm. I chose it for for season one because I 
I think it's the best representation of that one because it's at points it is a bit rough hmm. season one yeah like that. Jamie says that's there I've done it it's another episode country done for yeah. us and I, I do I don't know about you but I do wonder if we should try and pick it up so every year try and do so one next year for season two yeah maybe and try and catch up try and well, I don't think we'll ever catch up but try and yeah. do what we tried wanted to do five years ago yeah <laughs> I think so we might have a think about what we do for two because that's going to be interesting because two is a bit of an interesting hmm. but you need that nice balance of comedy in drama so we may end up doing Contagion or something something like that because mm. I think that would be it's a good episode to do or is that three that might be three actually no Contagion season two or were you referring to um, you, 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 yeah yeah Contagion season two isn't it but it's like on I'd love to do Booby Trap I think that'd be great fun it's not mm. one of my favourites <laughs> but yeah that's that's done yeah so uh, yeah we hope you enjoyed uh, listening guys yeah and then next time we're back with something slightly different mm-hmm. is we'll be doing our listeners choice episode with um, Chris Christoph and his franchise fatigue episodes so yeah. stay tuned for that one um, yeah talk to you later and see yeah. you soon bye guys bye